0: Hi, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico, and I want to thank you for joining us today online. I want you to go right now before we get started and download our app. You can download it from the Apple App Store or from the Google Play Store by simply searching Word of Life Carlsbad. If you would like to give today, then you can give online by going to our app or our website, or you can also text eight. 4321, and when you search, just search Word of Life Carlsbad. Thank you once again for joining us, and you're going to join our service already in progress.
1: Hallelujah. Who believes it's a good day to worship Jesus? How many, how many believe that Jesus is more important than Columbus? Okay. All right. Well, you know, uh, tomorrow Columbus Day, and we got a lot of people on the on the road and traveling and and uh, all that kind of thing. And so, uh, you know, we we just uh, believe God for everybody's safe return, and and uh, you know we. Uh, but we, we come together to worship Jesus, we praise God. And uh, so, anyway, um, with that in mind, we're going to dig into the Word of God this morning. I want to welcome those that are joining us online. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know, we're broadcasting every week online. And uh, um, did, we, did we get the where's, oh, I thought he was standing behind me. Oh, you're back there. Do did, did we get up this morning on online? We did not get up this morning online but Okay, all right so, sometimes, you know there we have issues that there's nothing anybody can do about sometimes it's, it's uh internet connections and and uh, My goodness, we we didn't know uh, All the challenges that we could have with that but uh you know, we are grateful for the opportunity to uh, to put out the Word of God online, and we are having 20,000-plus uh, people joining us every week. And, uh, uh, you know, if you've got friends that are Somewhere else in the country, and, and they don't have a good church that they can connect with, or maybe they're maybe they live abroad somewhere. Send them a link, and refer them to us. Praise God, and um, you know we we are so thankful for the opportunity that's been afforded us. And, and I've asked you uh, a few weeks ago to to just come into agreement with me, and we've set a goal. To have 30,000 viewers. And, uh, uh, you know, who, who's in agreement with me for 30,000 viewers every week? Praise God. Praise God. And we're going into places where, you know, often these people don't have a place to go to church. And, uh, uh, you know, not only do they not have a, a place to go, but in, in some places that we broadcast, you know, there, there's just, there is nothing there. And, uh, and people that have an internet connection can connect with us. And so, you know, uh, if you're watching online, I know you're not right at this moment because we're not up, but, but we will be. And so you'll see this. And so I want to, to welcome you if you're joining us online and we consider you a part of our congregation. Praise God, and so thank you for joining us today, and we appreciate that so much, and uh, we're going to dig into the Word of God today. The Spirit of God has been speaking to me about prayer, and uh, so we're going to take some time over the next few weeks and just, uh, and, and talk about this subject of prayer And uh, you know this is really important right now and I'm kind of going to give a prelude to this although I don't I'm really not going to get into this today this will come subsequently in in another week Uh, but I want uh, I want you to commit to praying for the election that is coming up in about a month and uh, you know this is so critical and so vital for our nation, and uh, you know, we just went through a, um, a a very eye-opening for for a lot of people, uh, a very eye-opening thing in uh, uh, Supreme Court nominee and and the hearings are surrounded that. And I don't know what you think about that, what you believe about that. Uh, and I'm not here to tell you what you should believe, but I am here to tell you, you should pray for your nation. I am here to tell you that you should not only pray for your nation, not only pray for the elections, but you need to register and you need to go vote. And, uh, Jason, what was the deadline for registering This Tuesday, so that means tomorrow. Don't wait till Tuesday. Tomorrow, if you are not registered to vote, you need to go register to vote. And where can they go? Uh, Okay, I didn't get all that, but uh, anyway, n m vote is that what you said? nmvote.org. Okay, Nm nmnewmexicovote.org. And uh, you can go there and register to vote. And, and then be sure that you go out to vote. And then, you know, but before you do, pray. See, because as children of God, we have a right to be led by the Spirit of God. And he will show you how you need to cast your vote. Praise God. And, uh, you know, you need to look at, at the candidates that are, uh, that are up for election. And, uh, you know, I just want to encourage you to vote for, uh, for those that represent biblical principle. Uh, you know, I, I didn't say vote for Christians because sometimes there's not a Christian to vote for. And, uh, but you need to look at the principles that each candidate stands for, and you need to vote based on biblical principles, praise God, And, and prayer, and prayer. Now, how many know that sometimes politicians don't tell you the truth? And sometimes they say they stand for one thing, and they don't. But who knows? God knows what they really stand for. Praise God, but if a person tells you they don't stand for godly principles, then they probably don't. All right, so just that's just a little uh, uh, information. Like I said, I, I I don't make it a practice to stand here and tell you how to vote, but I tell you how to know how to vote. Praise God, and uh, you know, God didn't call me to be your Holy Spirit. That was a good place for amen you know i god didn't call me to be your holy spirit he called me to be a teacher uh, and and a pastor to you and uh, and to teach you how to live not to to, like i said teach you how to live not tell you how to live praise god praise god and so uh with that in mind praise god i trust that we're going to have some voters Uh, from word of life Carlsbad praise God praise God God is doing some great things and I, I keep saying this and I want you to believe this because it's the truth and that is that God is healing our nation you can't always look around and see everything that's going on and make your determination see God said that he would heal our land praise God and so, therefore, I believe He's healing our land. And uh, uh, so, I am very encouraged about America. Praise God. Praise God. Well, let's get into our Word today. Praise God. Praise God. Just, let's just raise one hand and say this together. Say, Father, thank You for Your Word. As I open my heart, to your word today I ask for you to reveal truth to me and I will allow the truth to change my life in Jesus name amen amen praise God in Psalm chapter 103 verse number 13 says as a father pities his children so the Lord pities those who fear him." Now, the word pities here is not the word that we think of. It's, you know, when we use the word pity, we're usually talking about I feel sorry for you, you know. Anybody old enough to remember Mr. T, I pity the fool, you know. (laughs) I, I feel sorry. For, you know, and, and that's what that word typically means, but that's not what this word is. It, it, this word actually um, in the Greek means to love deeply, to love deeply. So I'm going to read it that way with that translation of the word. As a father deeply loves his children so the Lord deeply loves those who fear him. The word fear doesn't mean that you're afraid of him. The word fear means that you revere him and worship him. Praise God. You revere him and worship him. So what he says is as a father deeply loves his children, so the Lord deeply loves those who revere and worship Him. Praise God, praise God. Now, with that in mind, you know, just, uh, I ask you a question, you don't have to have to answer, but uh, I ask the question, do you revere and worship Him? Praise God, praise God. And then let's, let's notice here, in John chapter 16, verse number 26, it says, in that day, what day is he talking about? He is talking about in the day of the new covenant. In the day of the new covenant, Jesus speaking. He says, in that day, you will ask in my name and I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you. Now, what he's saying, what he's telling us is, he says, I don't need to go and pray to the Father for you. He says, in that day, you will ask the Father personally. See, in that day, you will ask in my name. And I do not say that I will pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loves you. Praise God. He loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I have come from God. So let me ask this. Here's what he says. Because you have loved me, do you love Jesus? Praise God. And then he says, and you believe that I came forth from God do you believe that Jesus came forth from God praise God praise God so then he says because of that the father loves you personally individually just why does he love you he loves you because you are you. He loves you because He created you. He loves you because uh, you know the the Father Himself loves you. Now, when we ask in Jesus' name, it is as though Jesus Himself. He says, "I don't need to ask the Father because when you ask in My name, it's as though I were asking." Praise God. Praise God. Because why do we have a right to come to the Father? Jesus said this. He said, no one comes to the Father except by me. Praise God. So when we come in his name, that's what we're doing. We are coming by Jesus. Praise God. And then let's look on, on down in Luke chapter 12, verse number 32. He says, Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, we hear people saying, Oh, Lord, you know, here I am. I'm not asking for anything. And they think that's a great thing, that they're not asking for anything, you know. Oh Lord, well I don't want to ask for too much. I mean, do you really think? Let's think about it for a minute. Do you really think that you could ask God for too much? You know, do you, I mean, in, in light of the passage we just read, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Do you think you could ask for too much? Scripture tells us that he is able to do, and I've said this many times, he would never tell you he's able to do something that he's not willing to do. You know, God's not messing with your head. You know, he's not playing around with you saying, hey, uh, you know, I can do that. I don't think I will. You know, he's not saying, you know, I I could do that for you, but... uh, psych I'm not you know, not gonna do it I don't really want to don't feel like it today I, I, I'm getting a little low on you know on my supply so you see sometimes we act like God's that way that, that he's he's teasing us you know he's dangling a carrot out in front of us and uh, that that's not what God's doing He says it is his good pleasure. So, how many of you want to give God pleasure? You know, how many want want to give God pleasure? Well, here he told us what gives him pleasure. When he gives to you, that gives him pleasure. Praise God. Praise God. So, stop acting like he doesn't want to give you what you need. Stop acting like that. You know, it, it is his delight to give to you. Praise God. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You're not going to bankrupt heaven. You're not, you're not capable. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or even think. How many of you have ever asked God for something and what you got was better than what you asked for? Praise God. Praise God. You know, I mean, you you come to God, oh Lord, I have this need, you know, could you supply this need, provide this need for me. And what you get? is better even than what you ask for. Praise God, praise God. Now, in Luke chapter 11, verse number 11, if a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion?" In other words, uh, you know, he's, 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 not, uh, he's not trying to give you something that is less than what you asked for. He wants to give you more, praise God. He wants to give you more. Now. James chapter 1, verse number 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. All right, get, get this. The Apostle Paul said it this way to the Romans. He said, if he spared not his own son, But freely delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him freely give us all things? Now, that does not sound like a father that's trying to to be stingy. You know, that, that doesn't sound like a father that's trying to hold something back from you. Praise God. Praise God. And, you know, and the point I wanted to make in this is that your father, he's a father. He's a father. Now, sometimes earthly fathers have to say no to their children, not because, you know, uh, a good father doesn't say no to his children because he wants to make his children suffer. A good father, earthly father, you know, sometimes he has to say no because he has limited resources. You know, and sometimes, I mean, fathers get cranky sometimes and say, what do you think, money grows on trees? You know. But, uh, you know and, and but but really if you hear their heart there they're saying I would love to do this for you but I don't have the ability to do this however your Heavenly Father not only does he have the ability but the fact is he already put it in account for you in Christ praise God it is already there so what we do when we come to the Father and we petition the Father for the things that we have need of in our life, we're not coming the, in the sense of maybe I'll receive and maybe I won't. John said it this way. This is the confidence that we have in him, 1 John chapter 5. Verse number 14, this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, we know we have the petition we have desired of him. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. So I'm not asking in the sense of, you know, could you please maybe, uh, you know, if you can find it in your heart. No, it's like him saying, here's what you have. All you, Whenever you're ready for it, just come receive it. Just come receive it. Praise God. And, you know, it's already laid up for you in Christ. Praise God. And so today when we come and we petition the Father, we're not petitioning him in, in that sense of maybe, you know, what we do is we find out what he did in Christ. Find out what's in your account. And then in, in a sense what we're doing is making a withdrawal on the account that he's already set up. Praise God. Praise God. Now, here's the thing. Um, you know, Brooklyn Her parents gave her, uh, or I guess her parents gave her, somebody gave her anyway, a Starbucks card. And so, if she that's that's hers, and she is free to use it for as much as is on the card. I don't know all the restrictions that they've put on her about that, but I'm just uh, all right. So that, but that's not important for my. illustration here. My illustration is that she has a card that has a certain amount on that card that she is free to use that card as she so desires to use it. You have a card with all of the riches of heaven on that card praise God now you don't presently at this moment have all the riches of heaven in your hands but you have access to it praise God you have access to it now would I rather have it in my hand or have access to it because if I've got it in my hand you know I may not be that good a manager But if I have access to it, then I can tap into it and I can receive it whenever I need to receive it. Praise God. Praise God. Now, every good and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. One translation says of that, there is no play of passing shadows. There's no play of passing shadows. In other words, God's not over here making shadows on the wall, you know, so that you think there's something here and there's really not. He's he's not messing with you. He's not playing with you. When he says that the riches of heaven are available to you in Christ, they are available to you in Christ. See, God already settled the issue of will he when he did. You, You need to get that. He settled the issue of will he when he did. Praise God. You know... If you did something, nobody ever needs to ask you again if you will do something or or will do that thing because you settled the issue of will you when you did it. Praise God, praise God. And so God settled the issue of will he supply your needs when he did, praise God. He settled the issue of is he willing to heal your body when he did. Praise God. You know, he has already settled the issue about what he will do when he did it. Praise God. In Christ. And what God did in Christ, there is no way, because it's already done, he can never say no. Praise God. Praise God. So, Here's what I want us to understand. Our Father loves us. And here's what He he loves to spend time with you. Well, God, do you have to, I know you, you know, anybody ever heard this one? Well, Lord, I know you got a lot of things to do. You you know, you're real busy and running the world. And so, Lord, I'll, I'll only take a minute if, you know. No, we, we are limiting God to time and space. And that's, that's what we're doing a lot of times. We're limiting God to time and space and matter. And God is not limited by any of those things. In fact, God created all those things. Time, space, and matter, God created them. Praise God. Praise God, you know, and and, and I I watched on, on YouTube one day uh, a man by the name of, of Kent Hovind, and uh, he is a um, it was a, a a science teacher that uh, he he quit teaching and went to doing lectures and 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 all on, on uh, creation and, and those kinds of things and, uh, and and he was in a debate with some atheists and and uh the question they asked was where did god come from and he says the mistake you made is you're assuming that god is is limited to to time space and matter but you know in order for if he's the creator he has to be outside of time space and matter you know Your computer didn't create your computer. Something outside of your computer created your computer. Praise God. And so in order for God to be the creator, he's got to be outside of time, space, and matter, and therefore they have no. He said, if God could be wrapped up in my little brain, he wouldn't be worth worshiping. If he could be contained and understood and grasped by my little finite brain, he wouldn't be worth worshiping. Praise God. You know, and and many times we try to wrap God up inside our little brain and, and, uh, you know, and limit him to time, space, and matter, but he's not limited by time, space, and matter. And so we say, well, God has already done these things. Okay, well, if he's already done them, then why don't I have them? Well, that's a valid question. Then why don't I have them? Because they are laid up in an account for you. I have money in the bank that I don't have in my hand. I have access to it, but I don't hold it in my hand. I don't hold everything I have in my hand. Praise God. You know, I don't need to hold it all in my hand as long as I have access to it. Praise God. I don't need to hold everything that God has provided for me in Christ in my hand because I have access to it. In Christ, I have access to the kingdom. I have access to everything that the Father has. J- Jesus said, "All that the Father has is mine." Therefore, I say to you, see. Praise God. Praise God. So it is made accessible to you in Christ. Praise God. Now, let, let's talk about this for a minute. Prayer Many people see prayer as a duty. Prayer's something I gotta do. Well, you know, if I pray, then God will be more pleased with me. Did you know he can't be any more pleased with you? It's not possible, because he is already maxed out on pleased with you. He is, he is fully pleased with you if you are in Christ. You know, the only difference is whether you're in Christ or not. He's fully pleased with you. He is as pleased with you. You know, I remember many years ago hearing uh, Kenneth Copeland say, God loves you as much as He loves Jesus. And, you know, first time I heard that, that just blew me away. God loves you as much as He loves Jesus. Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to put a little bit of a different Uh, twist on that saying today God is as pleased with you as he is pleased with Jesus why is he that pleased with you don't he know what I did well you know what God sees is he sees you in Christ perfected in Christ Praise God. If you are in Christ, your life, the Apostle Paul said, is hidden with Christ in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, you know, I'm not sure I know how to answer that question, does he know what you did? Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm really not sure I know, but, but here's, here's what I've got to say about that. He knows what Jesus did, and you're in him. Praise God. He knows exactly what Jesus did, and he is well pleased with it. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And you are in the beloved Son. You have been joined to the Lord, and you are, have become one with him. So therefore, if he is pleased with him, he is pleased with you. Now, I mean, think about that. Let that soak in for a minute. And when you begin to think that way, you will begin to realize that prayer is not a duty to be performed, but it is a relationship to be enjoyed. I I want you to get that. Prayer is not a duty to be performed, Most Christians, sad to say, most Christians see prayer as a duty they have to perform. Prayer is not a duty to be performed. It is a relationship to be enjoyed. Praise God. Praise God. You need to begin to enjoy the relationship. Praise God. Now, Here's what he says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 6. To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he has made us accepted in the beloved. Now, there's a big difference in, well, God accepts me just the way I am. And God has made me accepted in the beloved. There's a a huge difference there. See, there's a lot of people that are that are in, they're, they're in rebellion they have no relationship with God they, they, they're not even saved and they just say things like well I believe God accepts me just like I am no God has accepted us in the beloved it's a big difference there's a big difference see many people are using that to say God approves of everything I do but that's not what he's saying he has made you accepted in the beloved it's all about being in the beloved praise God it's all about being in the beloved He has made you. It didn't say God accepted you. See, if if it just simply said God accepted me, period, it just said that, then I wouldn't need to be born again. If God just accepted me, then I I wouldn't need to accept Jesus. If God just accepted me, then then you know why would I why would I ever want to get saved? God's already accepted me. No, in order to be accepted, I've got to get in the beloved. Praise God. He has made me accepted in the beloved, in him, in Christ. Jesus did say, No one comes to the Father except by me. Praise God. Now, let's let's get this. In John chapter 14, verse number 23, Jesus answered and he said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come and make our home with him. Praise God. If anyone, what? Loves me. Loves me. See, it's all a question of what do you do about Jesus? What do you do about Jesus? When, when we stand before God, it's going to be a question not of how good were you, not how well did you perform. The question is going to be, did you except Jesus Did you receive Jesus? Did you come to me by Jesus or are you standing here on your own? If you stand here on your own he's going to judge you on your own merits But if you're standing here by Jesus Then he's going to judge you on Jesus merits now, which one's better? Yeah, I don't want to stand there on my own. Praise God. I'm going to stand there before God on Jesus' merits. Hallelujah. And if I stand there on Jesus' merits, then He's going to look at Jesus. You know, and the devil, the, just I mean, picture this. I, I, I'm not going to say this is that the way it's going to be, but I want you to understand that, that the, the, the principle of what I'm saying is, is accurate. You know it's like the the devil the accuser of the brethren he's gonna be standing there and when God begins to you know he asks you know on on what basis do you stand here on what basis do you come before me yours your merit or by Jesus and so If you say, by Jesus, then the whole time, the judge is not going to look at you. He's going to look at Jesus. Now, I'm not saying this is the way it's going to be. I'm I'm saying this is the principle of the thing. God judges you on the basis of Jesus. He judges your request on the basis of Jesus. He judges your, your right to be in his presence by Jesus. No one, in other words, you don't even get in the door to the throne room except by Jesus. So the devil can make all the accusations he wants to make, and he can try as hard as he wants to disqualify you, But Father's looking at Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. He says, we will come and make our home with him. Now, make our home with him, that means he's not leaving. That means he's not, you know, he's not gonna get upset and leave. Praise God. You know, no wonder people have such an insecurity mentality. Because we have preached insecurity from pulpits around the world for centuries. We've preached insecurity. God's going to get upset with you. And he's going to leave you when jesus said i will never leave you or forsake you he said father and i we will come and make our home with you he, jesus said the holy spirit would come and he would abide with you forever we don't find insecurity in the bible it's not there praise god praise god He said he would abide with us forever make his home with us his home that means that he brings everything that he has into the relationship with us think about that for a minute he's making his home with you he is bringing everything he has everything he is into his relationship with you Now, John, 1 John chapter 4, verse number 16, we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Now, why can you love? You see, here's, here's the thing. We don't just decide, okay, I'm going to love and therefore I'll be in God. We've got that flipped over back uh, upside down, flipped over upside down. Here's the thing. If we abide in God, then we abide in love. It's not if we abide in love, we abide in God. It's if we abide in God, we abide in love. We love because of him. He doesn't abide in us because we love. In other words, God God is the initiator of this relationship. He's the initiator. He's not waiting for you to do something to see whether he's going to move in or not. He's going to move in only if if you allow him to move in. If you allow him to move in, he'll move in. And you see... We don't have to start loving before God will move in. You don't have to fix anything for him to move in. He'll move in and then he'll change what you do and what you are. Praise God. We, we can't have that backwards. You see, we don't do good deeds and good works to get God to accept us. He accepts us and then his life in us begins to transform us. Praise God. Praise God. And we are all every one of us we are at different stages and different places in the transformation. Praise God. We all started from different places. And so we're at different stages and different places in the transformation process. But it is Christ in us that begins the transformation. Praise God. Now, you are favored. And the reason I'm going into this in depth today is because these are the things that prevent people from enjoying prayer from enjoying spending time with God. Condemnation will keep you out of the presence of God. And God's not the one that is condemning you. We condemn ourselves. We condemn ourselves because of what we know about ourselves. But God's not the one condemning, and so don't let condemnation keep you out of the presence of God. Don't come before the Father with a condemnation mentality. You will hate prayer time if you do that. You will despise your prayer time if you come into it with a condemnation mentality. You come into your prayer time knowing that He has made you accepted in the Beloved. Therefore, there is now no condemnation to those who are in the Beloved. Praise God. There is no condemnation. So let's, let's get rid of the condemnation mentality hallelujah hallelujah there are people out there some of you used to be those people that you wouldn't come to church because you were condemned now a lot of times when people are condemned they blame it on somebody else for condemning them but in reality, they're self-condemned. They're self-condemned. And people won't come to church because they they feel condemnation. I'm here to tell you today, maybe you came here today and maybe you've been feeling condemnation and you have been trying to, you know, maybe you came today and maybe even you're sitting here today feeling condemned I'm here to tell you today, let's, let's get past that. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in the beloved. He made you accepted in the beloved. So relax and feel at home today because you've come exactly where you need to be. Praise God. You have come into the presence of God who is not condemning you. When you go to your prayer time each day, go there without that ball and chain called condemnation. Hallelujah. It's time to unlock the chain. That's what I'm doing today. I'm turning the key to unlock the chain. Praise God. To get the condemnation ball and chain off of your neck. Praise God. So, you can come and boldly enter the presence of your Father because the Father Himself loves you. You can't ask Him for too much. Praise God. You can't bankrupt Him. You can't upset Him. You can't take up too much of His time. Praise God. Because the chain is unlocked, and you're free from it. Praise God. I declare freedom today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. His anger, Psalm 30, verse 5, is but for a moment. His favor is for life weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. What's he talking about there? Weeping may endure for a night. See, there was a time when God dwelt inside the Holy of Holies, and unless you were the high priest, you could never go in there, and he could only go in there once a year. Weeping may endure for a night. There was a time when god said you know if you want to be accepted by me you have to keep all these commandments and do all this stuff that he knew you could never do and 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 you if you are honest you know you could never do it either praise god but then joy one morning one dawning Jesus walked out of the grave, and on that morning, joy came. Weeping endured for a night, but joy came in the morning, hallelujah. Joy came with the resurrection of Jesus Christ because everything changed that day. The condemnation was broken off of your life. And one day, one morning, I don't mean it had to literally be, you know, in the a.m., but one morning there was a dawning in your life of Jesus. And when Jesus dawned in your life, joy came. Praise God. Praise God. Because you were free from the ball and chain. Now, The Apostle Paul prayed a prayer in Ephesians, the first chapter. We're going to close with this, this morning. Verse number 15. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers That the God and our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him notice what Paul did not pray you can read through this prayer and God uh, Paul did not pray that God would supply all your needs now he told you in another Passage, he told you, My God shall supply all your needs. But he didn't pray that God would supply all your needs. He didn't pray that God would heal your body. He didn't pray, but here's what he prayed. If you want to, if you want to know that this will transform this, this I'm I'm about to give you a key that will transform how you pray. Praise God. Here's what he said that he would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. In other words, Paul didn't pray for them to be blessed. He prayed for them to know that they are. Get that. Paul didn't pray for the Ephesian church that they would be blessed. He prayed that they would know that they are blessed. Praise God. He didn't pray that they would be provided for. He prayed that they would know that they have been provided for. Praise God. Praise God. That there would be a revelation of what God has already done for you in Christ. That's what you need. Praise God. We don't pray for favor. I pray for you that you will know you are favored. Because let me just tell you this, you're favored whether you know it or not. And sometimes we're trying to get what we already have. Praise God. You're already favored by God. You have been accepted in the beloved, therefore you are beloved. Already. Praise God. And you have already been given all things that pertain to life and godliness. Praise God. Already. It's already yours. So, why do we keep praying and asking for things we already have? You know, some of you have sent me messages in the last, oh, years. Few years, and you said things like, Pastor, I have a job interview. Just agree with me for favor. And some of you, I've sent you messages back that said, You are favored. Walk in it. I'm not trying to be, you know, I, I'm not trying to be a pain. I'm not trying to be difficult to get along. I want you to know that you are favored. I don't need to agree with you that you'll have favor. You have favor. You are favored. And I could pray with you for the favor of God to come upon your life, but I'd be a prayer and a worthless prayer. A useless prayer. There's no need for me to pray that. And there's no need for you to pray that. Now, if, if you're not convinced of that, maybe, maybe your prayer ought to go something like this. Lord, open my eyes to understand the favor that you've placed upon my life. Maybe instead of praying for God to heal your body, maybe you ought to pray this way. Father, open my eyes to understand the healing that is mine in Christ. The healing that has already been provided. Maybe you ought to pray this, Lord, I know that Jesus became poor so that I through his poverty might become rich. Lord, open my eyes to understand that. Praise God, reveal that to me in a, in, in a personal way. Praise God so that I can know, that I can know that I am accepted In the beloved praise God see when you begin to get these things it's not fun trying to talk God into something you cannot enjoy prayer when you spend all your prayer time trying to talk God into something trying to justify yourself why because you know and I know you can never justify yourself but he has justified you. Has, past tense. He has justified you. You have been justified. Praise God through Christ Jesus. Therefore, we pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what you have. Praise God. Praise God. We're not trying to get it. We're trying to see it. Praise God. Praise God. You don't need to get it. You need to see it. And I don't mean you need to see the physical manifestation of it. You will see the physical manifestation of it if you start seeing it in the spirit. Praise God. If you begin to see who you are in Christ, you'll begin to see the physical manifestation of who you are in Christ. So I pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of your calling. More what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and the exceeding greatness of his power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named and has given him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. Praise God. Praise God. It's already yours. It's already yours. Receive it. Receive it. Walk in favor. Walk in healing. Walk in provision. Walk in in joy. Walk in peace. Because all of these things have been provided for you, so walk in it. Hallelujah. 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 That's why I say, live like you're loved. Makes a difference when you know. Praise God. Makes a huge difference when you know. You're not trying to get it. You know you have it. Praise God. Father, we thank you today. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you're watching me online. But if you've never received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior... See, this is the place where you get in the beloved. All the good things we've been talking about today are because you are accepted in the beloved. Praise God. So this is how you get in the beloved. By believing that what Jesus did at the cross was to pay for your sins. And to free you from every result of sin. Every consequence of sin. Jesus paid the penalty for your sin, thus freeing you from all of sin's consequences. Praise God. And all you, here's how you get in the beloved. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus... Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved the word saved means all of those things praise God so right now I want to ask everyone to pray this prayer with me if you pray this prayer and you believe what you're saying in your heart maybe you've never prayed it before you will be saved praise God. Let's just pray this together. God in heaven, I thank you today that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. He paid for all of my sins and all of sin's consequences came upon him so they don't have to come upon me. And today, today, I believe that, and I come to you, Father, on the basis of what Jesus did. And I choose Jesus, and I put my trust in him for my salvation. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Father has a gift for you. As a child of God, He has a gift for you. We refer to it as the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And if you'll reach out today and receive your gift, Jesus said, power will come upon you. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you you shall receive power, praise God, to be witnesses unto me. In other words, a witness provides the evidence, provides the proof. You become the evidence. You become the proof of the resurrection of Jesus. He said, you shall receive power to be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So everywhere you go, the transformation that takes place in your life becomes evidence of what Jesus has done. Praise God. Praise God. So today, all you have to do, Jesus said, everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. To everyone who knocks, the door will be open said, earthly fathers desire to give good gifts to their children, how much more does your heavenly father desire to give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Praise God. So simply do this. Let's just ask him right now. Father, Jesus said that you have a gift for me. So I've come to receive my gift. I thank you for it and I receive it now I receive this person the Holy Spirit into my life right now in Jesus name thank you for my gift now if you received that part of the benefit of receiving that is that you are now empowered to speak in an unknown tongue the benefit of that is that you can pray beyond your intellect if you, you know if you're like me you have to acknowledge I'm just not smart enough to know what to pray all the time sometimes I don't know and I need some help the Holy Spirit will give you the ability to pray beyond your intellect he will give you the ability to, to, to pray when you don't know what you should pray for as you ought to he'll give you a uh, he'll, he'll he'll empower you to pray in a language that you haven't learned praise God so therefore the Holy Spirit becomes your helper and prays through you and he prays the perfect will of God every single time praise God so if there's a, a, a words that start to come up on the inside of you Don't be afraid of it, say them, praise God. It's really that simple, that's what what tongues amounts to. It amounts to the Holy Spirit is giving you a language. You haven't learned, you just gotta speak it out. They spoke with tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. So those words that you sense coming up on the inside of you, that is Him giving the utterance have to speak very simple praise God praise God I'm not going to ask you to just come up here and do that but if you want to receive right now if you want to receive that I'm going to pray over you and I want you to just but as a as a way of saying I received that just just say it say I received that and I thank you for it father and then start speaking those words. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you that you're filling your people with the Holy Spirit. You are giving them by the Holy Spirit utterance to pray in an unknown tongue that they have never learned. They're receiving power because the Holy Spirit has come upon them. Receive it now in the name of Jesus.
0: Thank you once again for joining us today online. We want to connect with you, and we can do so one of three ways. You can email us, church at wolcarlsbad.com. You can connect with us via our Facebook page, which is facebook.com wolcarlsbad, or you can click Contact Us via our app or our website. We would love to hear from you, and we want you to know that God is madly in love with you. Thanks for joining us.